So I want to give just a little short message, a little devotion here. And I really want to focus on the wonder and the purpose of the birth of Jesus. I want to focus on those themes, the wonder and purpose of Christ's birth, his coming here to this world. And I'm going to start by focusing on the great wonder of it. I mean, we just read through this whole story of, of the birth of, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in every way, it is just wondrous and, and awe-inspiring. If we think of the, the substance of, of what's taking place, this is this once-in-forever in event that, that changes the, the very course of human history, that, that brings hope where there hadn't been hope, that brings life where, apart from his coming and what he came to do to ultimately make atonement for sin and save mankind for all who would trust in him, right? There was only death apart from him. And so this is this event that, that just changes everything. It is the most wondrous, glorious event. The idea, I mean, just to wrap our heads around this concept of, of God most high, glorious, high, exalted God coming down to this earth and taking on flesh, but becoming one of us. I mean, that should just blow our minds as we think of that, that God would humble himself, that God the Son would humble himself to come here, be born of a virgin, become one of us. And not just become one of us, but with great purpose to humble himself even further to the point of death on a cross to deliver us from our sin, our sin that held us captive to save us from it. And it's just such a great wonder to, to that wondrous event, this event that changed everything, this once in all of eternity event that brought great hope and life for mankind. And so as we think about the birth of Christ, I want us to just be utterly blown away, utterly amazed for it to just inspire such awe and wonder within our hearts and within our minds as we ponder it. Not just to sort of think of this as, yeah, just some other event, just sort of a regular day in human history. No, this was the event that changed everything that's just wondrous and should blow our minds. But I also want to speak to the purpose of it, because it's not like he just came, Christ came, he was born, and it was for no real reason, no real direction or purpose. He just came here just because he could, right? That's not the reality, but in fact, it was great purpose, great intent. And in fact, even in, in what we read, as we read through that whole story, this service of, of Christ's birth, uh, we read Luke chapter 2, verse 11, and this says right here very clearly why he came. It says, the angel saying this to the shepherds, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Right? This child that's born that day is identified as a Savior. We're told why he came. He came to save because man was, was stuck in his sin. This is sort of the reality, the bad news that, that we as people may not like to talk about. It's not pleasant, but it's the reality. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's perfect standard, and we rightfully fall under his judgment, under his wrath, right? That's the reality, and we have no way to save ourselves. It's not like we can somehow get ourselves out of that if only we do enough good, right? We can't do enough good. We've sinned. We've transgressed God's laws, and we rightfully fall under his judgment. And so on our own, we, we have no hope. We're stuck in our sin, and yet Christ came, and he came to save us. He came to do what we couldn't do, to deal with this sin problem. He came to this earth, became one of us, so that ultimately he could then go and head to a cross where he'd take our place, he'd take our sin upon himself, upon his shoulders, and he would take 
the punishment we deserve, the punishment I deserve, you deserve, the, the fullness of the wrath of God that, that should rightfully fall on us. He says, I'll take it. I'll stand in your place. I'll, I'll take your sin. I'll bear that wrath. I'll take your punishment. And he takes it in full, pays for our sin in full, truly makes atonement for it. And all we need to do is if we just turn toward him in repentance and faith, that atoning work of his is applied to our lives and we're forgiven. The stain of our sin is totally washed away. It's paid for in full. It's cleansed. Our record, our slate, right, made new, clean, without, without the stain of sin. We are made righteous in God's sight. We are saved from our sin and we have everlasting life. And again, as we ponder this, as we think about this, not just the wonder of Christ's birth, but that he came with great purpose. He came with great intent to rescue us from our sin. I want us this, this evening, I want us, you know, not just on Christmas Eve, but certainly tomorrow on Christmas and indeed forevermore just to be celebrating this wondrous, glorious event. As we think about this, the birth of Christ and always in view as we think of his birth is what he came to do, to die and rise again for us, defeating sin, conquering sin for us paying for it in full and offering us life everlasting in him. And it's something that we ought to just be celebrating and just rejoicing in and delighting in and giving God thanks for as well. But as we think of the purpose of, of Christ's birth, I want us to, to dig a little bit deeper and really speak to the greatest ultimate chief purpose in it all. And this is the, the chief purpose in his coming here, becoming one of us, taking on flesh, becoming a human being. It's the chief purpose in, in, in ultimately his death, his resurrection. It's ultimately the end game, the central, most fundamental, ultimate purpose of everything. And it's God's glory. All too often we have sort of this human-centric perspective where we sort of make everything about ourselves. And that's just sort of part of our fallen, sinful human nature, where we become very much human-centric, and so it becomes all about me, 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 and what's in it for me. And the reality is, well, yes, of course, God comes and he rescues us. Christ comes and rescues us out of love for us, and he wants to rescue us and delights in rescuing us from our sin. But most ultimately, most centrally, first and foremost, he does it for himself. God is concerned first and foremost with himself and his glory, and then secondarily, man. And man's well-being. And so first and foremost, he comes, he dies, he rises again, of course, for his own glory. To shine forth his wondrous love, to shine forth his grace, his mercy, his power as he triumphs over sin. He does that all ultimately to shine forth his wondrous character and action and, and to bring glory to himself in that. And then also to win for himself, rescue and reconcile to himself a, a people. And then to having reconciled those people to himself and to offer them eternal life now for those people as his people to sing his praises now and forevermore through all of eternity, glorifying him. Just singing the praises of, of his great character, his might, his power, his love, his grace, his mercy, just singing all of God's praises and glorifying his name. So as we think of Christ, as we think of his birth and why he came, ultimately, of course, to go to a cross and rescue us, we need to realize ultimately it's not first and foremost about me or about you. We matter, to be sure, but first and foremost, it is about the Lord God and his glory. And I want us to have that right mindset. And as we go home after the service and as we continue to celebrate Christmas Eve and then tomorrow is Christmas and even on after that, I want us to have this focus of it's all, whether it's Christ's birth, his death, his resurrection. In fact, everything that, that ever has happened, that is happening now, that ever will happen, everything that is, it's all about God and his glory. And to have that right frame of mind. And so as we go back, 
We ought to be celebrating, of course, all that has taken place, the wonder of Christ's birth, as we talked about, the, the life that, the, that we have in him, his purpose, of course, in coming to rescue us from sin. But then to remember, it's all about God. It's all about his glory. And, and understanding that our response as we go home should be, we want to glorify God. As we celebrate his birth and what his birth was about, let's give him glory in that. Let's praise his wondrous love that drove him to come here to rescue us. His wondrous mercy and grace shown toward us. Let's praise him in every way, not just on Christmas Eve, not just on Christmas Day, but forevermore. It's why he created us. It's why we exist. It's why he has rescued us, redeemed us, saved us from our sin, ultimately for his glory. And may every part of our lives be all about that. Everything we say, everything we do with every fiber of our being, let all of our lives be all about God being glorified. And that's what I want to see for us as a church, for us here at New Hope Chapel to say, let's be a people who glorify God with all that we are, with everything that we are, with every moment of our lives, with every gift, every talent God has given to us, with everything we say, with everything we do in this life and in the life to come. Let it be all for God's glory, because ultimately that is what it's all about. Amen. And let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your birth. Thank you for coming. What a wondrous event that was. It was no common happening, no regular old day or event. It was a once in all of eternity happening. God becoming man. Still fully God, of course, but now fully man. You, Lord Jesus Christ, coming here, being born, becoming one of us. How amazing and wondrous that was and is. And may we, every time we think about that, every time we ponder that reality, that truth, that event, may we just be in awe and wonder over it. May we just be utterly blown away by that event and have that sense of awe and wonder. Lord, we thank you not just that you came, but for your great purpose in coming. To save mankind that otherwise was hopelessly lost and under judgment. You came to save us, to reconcile us to yourself. And, and we thank you for it. And, and we rejoice in it, delight in it. And we praise you for it. But we know ultimately, Lord, your birth, your death, your resurrection, and everything, period, end of story, is first and foremost, most ultimately, about you and your glory. And so as we gather this evening and celebrate, as we then go home and gather perhaps with family or, and tomorrow as well as we celebrate, Lord, may we remember it's all about your glory and give you the glory that you are due. May we sing your praises this evening, not just while we're gathered here, but for the rest of this evening. May we continue to sing your praises, your wondrous love, your great grace and mercy. May we do that tomorrow and the day after and the day after and forevermore. May every moment of our lives be centered on you and bringing glory to you. May we be that people of yours. May we be what you ultimately made us for, your glory. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.